Hi there, and welcome to Balanced Torah Living. I'm your host, Adam. Adam Rubin. Uh, welcome to regulars, and welcome to newcomers. Tonight, laugh your way through parenthood. Now, yes, I know it may be hard to, uh, to believe that, or if you are a parent, um, to have any idea what I'm talking about. Uh, also, I think that there's going to be a lot here for people who aren't parents as well, just in terms of the importance of humor. Okay, so we're going to start out with a well-known but quite fitting uh, story from the Gemara. Rabba, as it says in Shabbos 30b, he would always begin his shir with a joke. So he would joke and, uh, and his Talmudim would, would laugh and it would really sort of open up open up the shear, open up the, the learning. And then he started uh, seriously going into the, into the shear and getting into the, um, you know, the more, more serious aspect and the ultimate purpose of what was going on. And, uh, you know, I, I've seen just in a cursory sense, there are many other, uh, you know, instances, uh, let's say even in, in Tanakh, in terms of, of humor, and, and we know that uh, it's, an important, uh, important aspect, uh, foundation, and something that we see in lots of different places. So how can we use it in terms of parenting? Well, I'll start by saying, you know, I've read, I've read a few parenting books, and there's a lot of good stuff out there, and everything from uh, how to talk so kids will listen and listen so kids will talk. I think that's uh, the right order of the words, although I always wonder if I'm flip-flopping them there. Uh, Love and Logic Parenting, great book. Um, and and a few others, and they're tremendous. Also, some books uh, <clears throat> related to the attachment theory of parenting, and there's so much out there, so many tips, so many models, so many ways to uh, approach parenting and concepts to have, but it can just be too much. And just like every, anything else in life, you can't go for everything or you'll have nothing. Uh, you know, if you try to grab onto too much, it, we're just not going to come away with anything. If you know, if, if you try to, to to grab a lot, you're not going to you're not going to pick up anything and, and really make anything uh, stick. So beyond just you know you know the the, the tips and, and the many schools of thought. So how do we actually take some of the the teachings that we learn and apply it over to the practice of parenting? And a perfect example of this, I would say, is this, this book, Love and Logic Parenting, which is a great book. The second half of the book is Love and Logic Parenting Pearls. And it's sort of a numbered walkthrough of how to deal with this situation. You know, like, okay, what, do you, what if your kids are resistant to brushing their teeth? And uh, then there's one on, like, getting your kid to go to church, right? That's not for us. Uh, and, you know, really the, all these specific situations. And it's helpful, but we also, we want klalim. We want, we want different uh, fundamental principles that we can carry with us to be able to deal with all types of situations that crop up. We can't just always go to the pratim, to, to the details in this situation, that situation, etc. So one big klal that I found over and over again is one of the best tools for all types of situations Everything from your garden variety tantrums to your off-the-wall, never-expected-that-thing-to-happen-in-your-house-with-a-kid-or-kids humor. It's unbelievable. And I'll just give a few examples of how I use it 
and and I really hope you th- you think about using it more so because just in terms of in terms of like I said uh, something that you you can go to and have in your back pocket uh, as as a claw humor is really it okay here's one uh, we've used a tool in our house uh, that uh, we we call space time it we call it different things but where you have to you know r- remove a kid for some period of time and oftentimes using one minute uh, for each year that that beautiful child has been on planet Earth. So the, f- the four-year-old gets four minutes, the five-year-old gets five minutes. And let's just say the kids don't like the space time so much. And sometimes it can be pretty challenging when you bring them to that area. And I, you know, either I or my wife is there oftentimes with, with the kid as, as they uh, sort of sit it out and are disconnected before uh, regaining permission to engage the family. But so sometimes using some humor in those moments can help uh, cut the intensity and, and help navigate it when, when I'm down there with them and trying to keep them there for whatever is three, four, five, six minutes, uh, which can be challenging. Uh, so that's been a good one for when you have to discipline, sometimes using a little humor wisely can sort of uh, throw the kid for a loop and, uh, and help you navigate it a bit easier. Uh, second one is for just for bonding, just for, for, you know, when you're monkeying around and playing around. And, um, you know, kids often, they just love that, just being silly with, with their parents. And oftentimes things can get so serious with homework and brushing teeth and getting dressed. And, you know, it's just like a, a checklist of all the things they have to do and that they don't do. But just really being silly and using humor like that is a bonding thing. You know, especially when kids are smaller, but even even with bigger, you know, kids. I mean, for me, my oldest is eight, so I'm not sure what's going on with the uh, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. You have to use a different type of humor there, but uh, but that's just it's just such an amazing way for them to connect and to and to feel your your love and that you want to spend time with them, and it's fantastic. And I'll move that into three. Doing that that monkeying around or or whenever you use the humor, it's really good for you. It will release your endorphins. It will get you in a better mood. Mood. Humor is therapeutic. It's fantastic. And so you get the added benefit of not only being able to use it as a parenting tool, but you will ask, uh, also feel the benefit in the moment of switching gears and stop you know, stopping with the serious, 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 and your body and your emotions and your whole self will appreciate the humor that you're picking up as well. Uh, three, sorry, that was three. That was three. Okay, so we're gonna go with four actual jokes. Now, obviously, it depends on the kids too, and it depends on you. But just actual jokes is a great tool as well. Tapping into the, you know another branch of humor. Um, kids often just they just love it. You know, knock knock jokes. They can be creative. They can rhyme. Getting uh, you know some kosher um, joke books. Like I've got one here. A bigazunt. Uh, classic jokes from the Jewish press. These jokes were really written by Avraham. Arnold Fine, Zichron uh, Levracha, and and there are other ones too. I believe Daron Kornbluth uh, wrote a kosher joke book, and just having these, it's so fun for them. 
Uh, obviously, you have, to, you have to go through and you have to see which jokes are fitting in different ages like that. But that's just a great way to connect with them too. And some kids really love it and then they want to think of their own jokes. And it can be another great, uh, great tool. And at the end, actually, I will uh, say one of my favorite jokes so far from Abigazunt. Now, another funny thing about Abigazunt uh, is that when I first got it, and this is just... I'm just going to be honest here. I, I had I saw this book. I've seen it for a while. I wanted it. And uh, let's just say Yiddish is not my forte. Um, I, th- <laughs> I thought it was pronounced A.B. Gesund. And uh, I was talking to my parents one night, and my mom said, you know, oh, you know, and I, and I, and I like to do these jokes with my parents from this book, too. And, you know, she was like, yeah, she was like, you know, I remember when I was a kid, the grownups, you know, you know, they would say that they would say that in uh, actually New York, New Jersey, you know, sort of previous generation. And they'd say, uh, you know, at least I've got my health. And I was like, oh, that's how you pronounce it. Phew. I'm glad I didn't uh, start talking to, uh, you know, Rabbi Teichman or others about this book. It would have been OK, but it would have been pretty funny. Yeah, I've got this book, Abi Gesund. Um, okay. Uh, so, okay. Let's see where we're up to. I think we're at five. Five. It really, in terms of just overall creating a lighter atmosphere in your home that's filled with simcha and warmth, and your kids feel like it's a home base, it's a warm place, it's a place where they feel accepted, and, and, and it's light, and it's positive... Humor is such a great ingredient there. That's five. Six, using it to disrupt an argument. Woo! You know, things come up, and whether whether it's two kids arguing with each other and you're mediating in the middle, or whether you're sparring with one of your children on something, throwing in a joke can be such an awesome curveball that just gets keeps them on their toes and like totally redirects the the trajectory of the conversation. So, and as you start to use more humor, just like anything else, as you work on your humor muscles, use it or lose it, the humor will be there for you more so. It it might feel awkward at first and it's going to take some work, but it's going to be more available to you because you're using it and you're getting your your brain and your body and, and your juices directed towards using that as a tool. So it can come up a little, even though arguments are challenging, but but you'll you can train yourself to be able to use it more there and it's a great curveball to cut the edge off the intensity, uh, intensity or to be able to shift gears. Okay, that was six. Um, and let's see, what is this one? Okay, good. I almost couldn't read my own handwriting. I have to admit that happens uh, more often than I would like it to. Uh, number seven. Humor can be great in terms of being like the flavor in a bitter medicine, right? Medicine. Liquid medicines, oftentimes by themselves, without any type of flavor additive, would be pretty downright disgusting. But they put some type of sweetening aspect into it, you know, whether it's the grape or the cherry or the bubblegum or the berry, cherry, berry. It's scary how many berries are in it, whatever it is. And that sweetness helps it go down. A little bit of sugar helps the medicine go down. I believe that's Mary Poppins. Um... 
So sometimes when you have to deliver uh, a, a challenging message, you need to discipline your kids, whatever it is, using a little a humor at the at the outset of the conversation or woven in will make it more palatable to them. Okay. Now on to the joke. And you notice this one's a little bit shorter than some of the other ones. I'm thinking about shortening it up. Let's say the average the average uh, episode has probably been something like, I don't know, it's maybe 16 or 17 minutes. I'll get my... Uh, uh, statistics guy on it. <clears> that guy doesn't exist uh, to to see you know what the actual average is. But let's say it's something in that range. I'm looking to to shorten it up a bit. Curious to hear your thoughts about that. Okay, here is one of my favorite jokes so far from this book. Begizunt, uh, like I said, Avram Arnold Arnold Fine. That's who wrote it. Compiled by Zalman Goldstein. I highly recommend this book. Here it is. Page 51, if you've got it. It was a dark and dreary night. The wind was howling and the sky was overcast. Sarah couldn't sleep. Suddenly there was a bolt of lightning which lit up the sky. The figure of a burglar was outlined in the window. Shlomi, there's a burglar standing by the window. Stirring slowly, Shlomi stared bleary-eyed through his sleep and spied the burglar and his burglar tools just outside the window. He cautioned, don't scare him. Maybe he can get the window up. That's the one we couldn't get open since the painters left. Great joke. Please use it. I highly recommend the book. And um, that's it. That's it for tonight. Uh, Looking forward to next time. Hopefully we've got some more tools to laugh your way through parenthood, laugh your way through marriage, laugh your way through life. We need that laughter. We all know uh, that challenges come up and the laughter and the humor and being able to smile at our foibles and the challenges helps keep things in perspective and helps us have the energy to continue in our Vodas Hashem and our work on Tikkun Amidos and, and completing ourselves and perfecting ourselves to the best we can with Hashem's help. Looking forward to next time. All the best.